welcome to Modern Anarchy, the podcast featuring real conversations with conscious objectors to the status quo. I'm your host, Nicole. On today's episode, we have Keith Ramsey, who shares his story about how the universe pushed him into becoming a full-time artist. Together, we talk about burnout, becoming your own boss, and what it means to be an artist. Y'all, I also get slapped by Fat Cat mid-episode while recording, so <laughs> that was definitely one of the highlights of my experience of this conversation, but apart from that, truly, Ramsey brought so much wisdom of recognizing the signs of burnout, which I have been currently experiencing as a grad student. I don't know if anyone else is with me in that space, but it is exhausting, And it was just so nice to share the space with him and to be reminded that we all need to take breaks sometimes and it's okay and it's actually healthy to do so. So Ramsey, I really just appreciate you coming on here and getting to hear more of your story and the beautiful human that you are. Y'all, tune in. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, I'm square. I had to feed my cats too. Well, they're not really my cats. Yeah. But, you know, they, they hang out in the yard. So, yeah, what are you going to do? exactly yeah my cat here fat cat she'll probably walk across frequently throughout this time what'd you do today i had to work you know i work my own gig you know trying to catch up with projects and stuff like and keep everything on schedule mm. yeah what do you do i'm um i work with iron work i'm an artist cool so pretty much pretty much if somebody's like uh what do you do it's like i'm an artist Basically. So if somebody asks me if they if somebody needs like a railing or something, then I'll go ahead and create the railing and then like just do what you want do do what you want to do with it, you know, design how you want to design it. So so it works out. I get paid to do what I love to do. Cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Okay, too, before we start, do you have any questions? Uh not really, no. I just you know, whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to ask me. Okay, sounds good. Um yeah, I definitely do. I think because of my psychology side, I'm more like personal, your story, narrative, you know, how you got here mm. and what your work means to you. So that's typically where I go, mostly personal narrative, but I also leave it up to be like a very, a dialogue as well, kind of depending on what you're feeling. Okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, I like questions. I like having, you know, having to answer questions and stuff. You know? Okay. So I guess first question then would be why do you think you were nominated for the podcast i don't know um well i know noah so you know so he he knows my work and stuff like that i think he might know my whole my whole story about how i did get here you know as i was working as a graphic designer back in you know for most of my adult career basically last 15 20 years or so um and 
so I walked into my job on June 16th, uh, to June 30th, 2016. And they informed me that that was my last day working there, you know, just out of the blue. No, no. Hey, uh, you know, you have two weeks or nothing like that. Just cut me off. Boom, boom, boom. You're out, you know, because we lost, they lost a lot of clients and stuff. They lost a big client. And then they were like, they had to let some graphic designers go. Mm-hmm. That afternoon, I realized that that was the last time I was working as a graphic designer. I was retired. I was like, I'm not doing that no more. I'm done with this. I'm going to be an artist. Other people could learn how, other people know how to do the art for a career. I'm going to try that myself. You know, it's time for me to give that a go. And so I decided to just jump into it. And I was a painter. I was trying to sell paintings, trying to go the, the gallery direction, trying to just kind of move through that system. That didn't work out very well. Trying to sell paintings on the side. But at the same time, I was I was uh, welding and starting to, you know, really get into the metal work. And people started asking me to do iron railings and, and you know, rehabs on like camper trailers and stuff like that. Yeah. That was basically where I started, you know. So I just picked it up from there and boom, 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 five years in, I'm still rolling and I haven't had to look back. Amazing. Yeah. So I encourage other people to, to you know, especially after the pandemic, I encourage people to, to find their own way. Don't, don't, don't stick to that old way of thinking uh, or way of, of having to work for somebody else, you know, find your own way into it. Yeah. I mean, that's no easy path though, as you would of course know. Oh no, that was shit. It got dark. And it got dark a lot. So it's like, you know, you just have to, but you know, as long as you're consistent, as long as you stay true to yourself and you have some help along the way, and you recognize that then, but you maintain that focus, then you, you can pull your, pull the nose up on it and keep going. So since back in 2016, yeah. at that point, how long had you been working at that company? Like four years. Damn. Yeah. So it was four years of, as a graphic designer. Yeah. So. You know, it's just like, you know, hey, guess what? You're out of a job, pal. Wow. So that was pretty much it. But it was all right. I mean, I I was kind of done with it anyway. Earlier that day before I went to lunch, I was like, you know what? This place isn't as fun as it used to be. And I felt like I needed to to take the steps. But, you know, I I wasn't brave enough to leave the job and be like, I'm going to branch out on my own. So I guess the universe was like, hey, you've been building your wings after work every day for the past four years. I'm going to give you a push and let you know that you're able to to do what you need to do next. So, so the universe has been looking out for me like big time, big time. What do you think was holding you back at that time from making that leap, especially if you were feeling this way frequently every day, you know? I mean, it's, it's conventional thinking. You know, it's just like, it's just like nobody, nobody's like, hey, I'm, it's very rare. Somebody's like, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm making money every week and, and I'm, you know, I'm paying my bills. Screw that. I'm going to jump off and try to do my own thing. It's a rare thing for somebody to do, you know, and if you're not brave enough to do it, like I wasn't brave enough to do it, then, then you just kind of stay in there and kind of puddle away with the same thing you've been doing. But in the, you know, at the meantime, you're still like after work, you're going after what you really want to do, but you're not like confident enough to say, okay, I'm ready to do this for full time to basically run my whole life off of this money that I make on my side gig. Not everybody has to brave enough to do that. So, but uh, yeah, I was lucky enough to have the, uh, lucky enough to have the universe push me. Mm. 
Yes, which is great. And for you to, I mean, the universe and you, right? I mean, in that moment, you could have found another graphic designer job, right? I mean, you could have started looking, you could have gotten a corporate job even, you know, in a whole different field, I'm sure, and just stayed in the status quo Mm -hmm. conventional. So it's like, what made you actually take that leap? There's still a lot of you in this. Yeah. I, I, I bet because I was an artist, you know, and that, that just gnaws on me. It's like every day I'm thinking while I'm sitting on the computer doing graphic designs, making somebody else rich, I'm still thinking about what I'm going to do after work, you know, whether it's sculpture, whether it's painting or something like that, you know, just feel that freedom. So that was the thing. That was the catalyst to say, Hey, I know what I'm going to do next. And it ain't going to be sitting in an office chair, pushing pixels all day for somebody else, you know? And that was the that was the thing that made me just kind of move out of that realm, move out of the sitting in the office, waking up at seven thirty in the morning, have to go through traffic and get to work and clock in and all this bullshit. I'm I was done with it. I was just like just done with it. And so that was that was pretty much the catalyst of that. Mm. Yeah, could you tell me more about that gnawing feeling? You said it's because you were an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you talk to anybody who's creative, and I've talked, you know, I, I got creative friends. I talk to friends and stuff like that. And, you know, if they don't paint or, or draw or do their craft for a while, it start it, it it will literally start to, like, mess with you. You start to feel like, why am I, why am I angry? Why am I anxious? It's because that creative spirit, like, do something with this, you know, go and you know, paint a picture or, or write something or, or draw something or play something because that creative spirit wants to get out, you know? And so psychologically, you just like, hey, I need to I need to change what I'm doing because I'm I'm angry for some reason and I don't know why. It's that creative spirit that wants to get out and, and, and become something. And I know that for a fact because I felt that and be like, oh, you know what? I haven't created something in a minute. Let me go do that, you know? And then once you start, you know, once you start, it's, it's you, you feel that that energy come out and you feel that pressure come off and you feel much better about things. Right, right, right. It sounds like it's a very active choice of you recognizing you're feeling this way, not sure why, and I need to have this creative release. And even though I might not be feeling the desire to do that, I know I'm mm-hmm. going to choose to, knowing the benefit. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you definitely know you have to monitor when you feel like that. Okay. I feel like this because I haven't finished that painting. That's been on my easel for about two months. And so you get in there and the hardest part of art is starting. You know, there's so many things you can, I mean, I've caught myself coming in, eating dinner and sitting on YouTube, watching car crash videos for three hours at a time. And next thing you know, it's bedtime. So you have to actively like, I don't want to do that tonight. I want to come in, do a painting mm. and, and get this out of me. So I'll feel much better about it tomorrow. So how do you start then? I mean, do you have advice on that? Or like, when did you just start doing these things? You start as far as, as far as if you have something that is gnawing at you, that, like I said, you have a a canvas on, on the easel for a while. It's just, you actively have to get into the mode of changing your clothes, get into your paint clothes, your studio clothes, go in, grab a brush and, and just fucking just, do something. If you have a blank canvas, just put a wash over top of it. Do do something, anything to make you feel like I'm starting the event of painting. I'm starting the event of creating something. And mentally, once you start that and break that seal, 
then you're pretty much into it. And then next thing you know, two hours later, you're like, oh man, I, you know, I just painted for two hours. That's awesome. But there's so many different blocks to keep you from getting to that point that steer you away from coming into the studio and painting, you know? There's so many different things that, that get in your way. Whether it's like playing with the cats or, you know, watching YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, there so, can be a multitude of good or bad reasons that really like affect us from not getting into our creative work. But yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm really resonating mm -hmm. with you. Even just making this podcast, I view it as a form of artistic expression to create these conversations yeah. and hold them. And yeah, I notice if I haven't done it in a while and I just do the editing zone, which is very critical analytic and don't come back to the conversation mm -hmm. i get in that same way where i'm like do i even like doing this like what am i doing and yeah. i come back to a yeah, conversation yeah. i'm like oh yes yeah so i mean it's, it's it's you have to what do i want to say it's it's a discipline you know where you have to force yourself to, and you understand why you have to force yourself to do it sometimes sometimes it's easy to do it sometimes it's like oh i, I gotta really get in there and do this thing you know and it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, it's up to the individual to, to realize what's important and what they really want to do. For me, sometimes it's more important to like sit in there, watch YouTube videos, eating pie than it is to come in here and throw down on a painting. Right. You know, so, you know, you have to give yourself that, that leeway to be able to, to adjust and be like, all right, I could do nothing tonight. I did something all day. Or you can come in and be like, you know what? I did nothing all day. I need to come in and do something tonight, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I love that you said discipline. I think that is such a like spot on exactly what you're talking about here is that we're so much more than our emotions and those states of frustration or these other things. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to actively make decisions still with, you know, our critical thinking brain that we have and realize we can still do that stuff knowing that it's good for us in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Come sit, child. <laughs> I think my hardest thing, I know I love this. Oh my um, I think one of my hardest things, though, is finding time to do it. Yeah. There's so much on your plate and you have to, I feel like you really have to be conscious. I frequently look at my mm -hmm. schedule and I'll see all these open chunks and be like, oh, yeah, I could go, you know, to this event or meet up with these people forgetting that the artistic, you know, time needs to be chunked out too. you know, of just yeah. time set aside with yourself to engage. Mm -hmm. I'm learning that. I'm learning that process, too, because for a long time. And because I run my own business, because, you know, if I don't work, I don't eat kind of thing. Mm. You know, you just feel like, okay, I need to get to every job and get every job in, out, done, so I can get the next job moved in so you can put money in the bank. Well, I realized that I was just going to work, going home, going to work, going home. And because of COVID, because it ruined the entire world, it closed up my coffee shop that I used to go and hang out at for the entire year. Yeah. And then when they opened up, it wasn't, it just wasn't the same. And so, you know, that kind of ruined my third base. So now I only have home, work, home, work, home, work. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm working too hard for myself. I need to enjoy myself. You know, I need to take some time off and enjoy myself. I know I'm working for myself, but I need to like break away from that because I don't want to burn out on my own gig. Oh, and that's what made me, um, you know, start taking normal hours, quote unquote, normal hours, which is like, like nine to five or nine to seven on weekends. I try to make a concerted effort not to be in the workshop, but if I go into the workshop, it's only for a little bit for Saturday, 
but never on Sundays. It's not on Sundays because I need to have that time to be at my house, working on my house with myself and, and do do something else and then jump back in the gig on Monday or Tuesday, you know. So you have to actively look at your time and and make time to to kind of break away from that norm of, OK, I got to hustle. But I also got to make time for myself and my mental health. I got to go see people that I want to see and hang out with folks and stuff like that, which I'm doing now, you know. So and because once you if you get if you get trapped into that, that system of going to work, going home, you realize you can go an entire day without seeing another person or having a conversation. It's just like, what what was that? You know, and so you have to make time to make that social environment expand. Mm-hmm. Certainly. You know? How did you know it was too much, though? Because I started getting depressed. I started getting a little bit angry. I started being like, just kind of looking around, be like, what am I doing? You know, started not wanting to be at work for a minute. You know, I'd be like, I I don't have it. You know, I I can't be in here today. That kind of thing. And it's all like a form of burnout where you're like, you, you just get into this normal routine, even if it's a job you love. And I love my job. Yeah. You can still get burnt out on it. It's like having cake every day. And then after a while, you get tired of having cake. And so it's just that, that kind of thing. You just kind of know when it's, it's, a, it's becoming a problem. Yeah. I guess I'm asking because I was specifically thinking about this for me as I was walking to record this episode today home from class. I was like, is this Mm -hmm. too much? Am I burning out? Do I need to stop? So I'm actually asking very personally. It's like, God, like, yeah, how did you know? That's so hard to really check in because like we can do it and I keep doing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, but when do you come back to realize like, wow, this is affecting me so much so that I'm going to burn if I keep going? Yeah, yeah, and you can't you can't allow yourself to burn out with with what you do as far as the podcast. I mean, are you seeing the results of your your labor, like if you're following and all that yeah, stuff? Or? Yeah, it's growing. I think that the hard part is I'm still in school as a graduate student for my doctorate, mm-hmm. and then working a job and trying to keep a social life. So I'm just like in this like stretched out space of like wanting to do all the things and like something like this is for me, kind of like you where it's like, it's your own work. So you're like, yeah, of course I'm yeah. going to put this in. Um, but yeah, grad school is a wave. Uh, I hear you. Yeah, I can, I could totally get that. I used to do, uh, um, I have a Facebook page called The No Down, which I used to go and interview artists and writers and, and musicians and stuff just to, you know, just to kind of get that creative feel out there. Plus try to try to add, you know, try to do video production and stuff like that. Did the whole thing myself, did the interviews, the editing and all that stuff. And I came up with like 14 episodes yeah. and then it stopped, you know, because one, I couldn't get funding. And two, I was like, this is a lot of work and I need to change and do something else you know, put more, more, more time into the business and stuff like that. So I could actually get money coming in, but it was fun. It was fun while I was doing, it. I love the conversations. I love, you know, the editing, I controlled everything and it came out perfectly the way I wanted it to. It was a great concept, but it was just like, it was too much to do. It is a lot. So I just let that go. Yeah, it is. It is. And, it, and, you know, but you feel like it's an important thing. It's a, it's important work. It's important work for you to do that to get these these voices out there and and get them appreciated, you know. But at the same time, you're like, man, is this really going to pay off? 
Yep. And for me, because I was starting to run my own business, I was like, you know what? I, I have to put that off to the side. Maybe one day I'll pick it back up because I have a lot of artists that I want to talk to now. But for right now, I need to concentrate on building one business instead of everything. I mean, I've even started, stopped looking for gallery shows for this stuff because I was like, get out of the gallery system. Don't even worry about it. Get a couple of retailers. Focus on the metal work. Focus on the business and, and build that up. And come back to everything later. I saw that. Bad kitty. I saw that. <laughs> She just slapped me. Yes, she yeah, does this. She wants the attention. And with She's no, like, you're not paying much attention. Exactly. And did you see how close she was to me? She is so needy. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Okay, bye. Yeah. Now she's now she's back in the yeah back in the bedroom. She's like upset. <laughs> the worst thing is I have lovers over with me, and she just does mm-hmm. not obviously vibe at all. <laughs> she hates. Yeah. It. Cats. Cats are. <laughs> something else man oh i'm God. telling you uh, there is something else they're weird creatures i know i know i know but, but, I, but we still want to want to be exactly. around them well because we I have to win it. their love i think that's what it is it's, yeah, it's the chase I think that's exactly it <laughs> that's exactly it it's one of those things where it's just like okay this one time she really wanted me to pet her exactly. oh that's awesome exactly you know? so it's like it's like my it's dating crazy. life yeah it's the same just the same problem <laughs> <laughs> this time it's gonna be sweet i promise yeah exactly this is uh, what we do you know i know, I know. what we do i know oh yeah okay so yeah. You, you were talking about how you decided to go with the welding ironwork full mm-hmm. full everything yeah i guess i don't really think i for me it's like i i'm not really trying to make money off of this I think I just also have anxiety. So like whenever I just have like a lot of things going on, you it's really hard to like recognize how much time you have to do things. And frequently, yeah, yeah with my anxiety brain, I'm like, I don't have time to do all this. I don't have time. And I think I usually do. It's just like I need to breathe. And like with all these different things, it can be. And I'm sure you have that same feeling running mm-hmm. your own business. It's like, you know, you're balancing a 10 different plates. You know what? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't survive my day without having my, my job book, you mm-hmm. know? You know, where I jot down notes, where I jot down my daily schedule. And holy crap, I'm like, I have to keep it organized like that or else I'm just like, in here, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And so that helps me keep schedule. And it's like, I think the way you get through the day with organization is you have to plot your schedule out. I'm going to do two hours of this, two hours of that. By the time seven o'clock rolls around, I'm doing this, this, and this. By the time 10 o'clock rolls around, I'm done, you know. So you have to you have to kind of like plot out your schedule mentally as well as jot it down in a book so that keeps schedule, you know. And I love keeping schedule. That keeps me meeting people on time. It keeps my, my workload organized and stuff like that so I don't get too crazy with it. And and it just works, you know. You have to you have to do that for your mental mental health. Right. I don't know how people exist without planners. Like I I truly have no idea. Mm-mm. Me neither. Me neither. I've actually had my book, went over to Lowe's, which is across town, left my book at Lowe's, got all the way home, drove back to Lowe's to get my book because I was like, I, I have to have I have to have my book back. I got to get it back, you know? So and it's not like it was important information in it. It was just my schedule and my, my day. And I just felt lost without it. Which is super so. important. And it's interesting, though, because yours is paper, too. Is there something about the phone that you're just, like, not drawn to using your phone as your 
I use my phone and I put in like reminders. Yeah. But I'm I'm like paper. Even even when I like make a, a list to go to the store and stuff, I write it in paper. But yeah, yeah, I'm in the same way where like I, I can't do it on the phone. I need it on paper. But like once it's down on the paper, you're at least able to kind of like take it out of your head and know that it's somewhere else safely because it's like we can only juggle so many different ideas in our heads and responsibilities at one time like we are not endless computers you know like we really can only hold so much yeah and once you try to hold so much in your head that's when things just leak out you start forgetting stuff but like oh crap i need to meet this person over here yesterday you know and I, I I got no time for that. I'm, I'm like, okay, write it down. I write it down in my workshop. I have like four chalk, you know, four pieces of paper up on the wall and stuff like that, so I can look at quickly and, and keep my day going and, and keep the, the schedule organized. For sure. So then, yeah. what about the? I mean, artists have the stereotype of being so disorganized. I don't know. It's it's a stereotype. I mean, artists all the kooky artists. Oh, I'm so kooky. I'm it's like enough of that shit. I'm I'm a professional. I don't like being disorganized. I'm sorry, folks. You know, so it's you know it's you know some people are are weird like that. Some people like play up the the stereotype of artists, the crazy quirky artists and stuff like that, which is fine. Everybody needs something like that. But you know, for me, I'm like I've been doing art for way too long to be that quirky and that disorganized and get this far, you know? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm even that organization and planning and knowing what you're going to do and not having that bounce around in your head is so necessary just to be creative, you know, getting those ideas and, you know, for different projects or pieces, you can't be Mm -hmm. bouncing around your schedule also in your head at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't like, you know, Oh, I'm going to, you know, do all this stuff over here, all this crazy stuff. I had these great ideas and then try to make them manifest when you didn't write them down. And then them things go in and out and in and out and in and out. And it's like, yeah. when are you going to actually finish something that you started? You know, when are you going to sit down and finish that series of work or, or, or something like that, you know? So, you know, and I've, 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 I've been, like I said, I'm almost, I'm turning 50 this year. Oh, right. So thanks. Glad I made it this far, you know, Woo. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's just like at some point you realize, OK, if I'm going to be a professional, I have to act actively like act like a professional and not like an art student, mm-hmm. you know, because those days are over, you know. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any big goals for turning 50? Nah. <laughs> nah. No. I just want to I would just want to end the year with a certain amount of money in the bank. So I feel comfortable about giving myself a raise. So I'm just like, just like hustling up for that. There's, there's no like grand goals. Oh, I want to go to Paris. Although I do want to go to Paris, but not anytime soon. Oh, I want to, you know, do this, this and that. Nah, it's like, as long as, you know, keep on keeping on, keep pushing the artwork, keep pushing the business and and see how far I can take this thing before I go, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What do you think is, one of the biggest things you've learned being your own boss you have to grow up you have to you have to you have to organize yourself like we were just talking about and you have to do things where you know you have to you have to plan things out i think you have to actively like okay if i do this 
how am I going to make that successful? And it's, with the business, you're like trying this, this, and that. You're trying, you know, to throw anything at the, when you first start off, you throw anything at the wall to see if it sticks. And I did that, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to work. No, it didn't work. Oh, this, this, this is a great idea. I'm going to get this patent. No, it's not. You're not getting a patent. You're not, you're not into that. And so, you know, you, you realize after all this rhythm and roll and trying to figure everything out, you just realize it just kind of focuses. Mm. It just, then you stay focused on what you're doing. Yeah. And people start gravitating toward you being like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you, can you make this? But can you make it the way you design it and stuff like that? Cause I've done like, I think 10 free libraries out of what, and they're around town and stuff like that. One is down in North Carolina. And that was something I never thought I would do. But once somebody asked me to do one, I was like, okay, I'll try it. And then I did it and did it over and over again. And I love doing little free libraries because they're like, you know, <laughs> when I was younger, I really liked dollhouses. I was amazed by dollhouses. So I guess this is my entry into like making this kind of structure, a small structure for books, you know? Yeah. So it, it's just like, you know, it, it's it's fun. It's creative. It's for the community and, you know, blah, 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 all that stuff. But I love doing it because it, it allows me to be creative in a different way without having to, you know, get into metal and ironwork and stuff like that. Put that off to the side, do some woodwork for a while. Then I could jump back into metalwork and enjoy that, too. You know, so you have to... Figuring this all out is just like you just have to throw stuff at the at the wall and then try to figure it out from there and be like, okay, this does work. And people are gravitating toward that. So let's keep going there. And I've carved out a nice niche market where I don't just do brand new railings or anything like that. Sometimes it's, it's like people have railings on their house that just need repairs. Right. I've carved carved out a niche market for that. I carved out a niche market for fixing like metal deck chairs and metal chairs and stuff for people that, you know, that came apart and stuff. Because not that many people know a welder who would do all this small, small stuff. Right. But they need it done, you know. So I'm glad to be that guy. And I've, I've carved, carved that out. Definitely. And then you have the diversity of all the different things. So you're never too mm -hmm. stuck in one thing, doing the same thing over and over. When I first started. Yeah, I had a uh, I had an artist tell me he was like you know I told him you know I lost my job I'm I'm going to be an artist and, and stuff like that he was like here's some advice for you mm. stick to one thing and I was like nah bro you stick to one thing I'm going to do this other thing I was like I'm not sticking to one thing because that's because th that's not how I want to be I don't want to get bored doing one thing at a time, one thing at always and stuff like that. I mean, I have this series back here. I have the Cityscapes and Noir series, but I also have this other series back here. So it's like, if he would have said stick to one thing and I stuck to one thing, I'd get bored with doing this and not branch out from there. Right. And stop painting all together or start doing, stop doing metal work all together or something like that. So I'm like, I'm, I'm taking everything I can, bro. I need to I need to do all this stuff because I need to find my way into this market because I'm trying to get some market share from some of these artists out here that that just do one thing. Yeah. So exactly. It's yeah, amazing so. that you would trust yourself to have all these different capacities. I think I'm sure it took you leaning into these areas where maybe woodworking wasn't your specialty and you had to gain, mm -hmm. you know, more experience. Not everyone even takes that leap, you know? Yeah. 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 With, um, with me, I love the fact that I have to problem solve. 
I love problem being in this business is like every day you have to figure out, oh, how how do I make this work? How do I make this look the way it's supposed to? How do I design this? And and have a practical reason for the design, you know. And before I lost my job as a graphic designer, I was already doing that after hours. And so I trained myself to do practical work where I had to figure things out. And when it came down to woodwork, I was already doing woodwork and stuff on the side. I was, you know, redoing antiques and making those into like steampunk works and found punk artwork and stuff like that. So I kind of already knew how to go about making like little free libraries and stuff like that. So it just blew up from there. And you just figure it out from there, you know, just figure it out. It sounds like you probably developed a very strong sense of connection to yourself from being your own boss and learning to trust yeah. that you could do all of these different things. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it because, you know, people come up to me and it's like, can you do this? Like I have had the first real job I had when I first, when I lost my job, I went to the coffee shop. A brother was behind the counter. I was like, you know, I was like, dude, you know, I lost my job. And he said, congratulations. And at the moment, I didn't know what he meant. I was like, congratulations. I was like, oh, okay. He was like, I got a job for you. I have a friend of mine who has this camper, this this little like teardrop camper that they're going to use for the community garden. Yeah. They need a rehab and rebuilt. Can you build it? I was like, I don't know. I never tried one, but I'll give it a go, you know, because I realized that I could problem solve this and kind of figure it all out. And I made this thing and it's fantastic. And so, you know, it comes down to, Asking yourself, hey, if somebody asked me if I could do this, I mean, you have to know your limits, mm-hmm. but you also have to trust yourself with something. But like, okay, I could put this piece and this piece together. Yeah, I could do that job for you. And then you figure it out from there and then you find out, oh, shit, that's something else I could do now, you know? So. Exactly. And then you great. Yeah. You get a better confidence, I'm sure, now when you take on new projects, knowing how mm-hmm. far you've come in learning to trust yeah. yourself. Yeah. Exactly. And it helps that that around here, around Richmond, Virginia, <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, I know a guy. And it's like, Ramsey, you know, I know a guy who could do this. And people just started saying, oh, I, you know, you need that? I know a guy for you. Let me go to uh, call Ramsey. And I was like, people are actually saying that. People are literally saying that to each other. And now that's like my tagline. You know a guy. And, you know, so that pretty much says it right there. It's it's fantastic. I never knew it'd be like this. Yeah. It's awesome. Tell me more about what it feels like to be that guy. It's, it's, it's incredible because I know people, and like I said, I carved out a niche. People don't have anybody else to go to. Like if they have a, a, a like lawn chair that needs a weld on it, uh-huh. they have nobody else to go to. They don't know where to go. Yeah. They call me. Boom, boom, boom. Bring it over to the shop on Saturday. I'll fix it for you. Mm. Fix it. Give it back to them. They're just like, wow. You know, instead of having to go buy something new, they could use this old thing. Right. And, and keep on, keep it on. Yeah. You know, you know, and I have, I have a rule where I just build the hell out of everything anyway. So it's just like, you know, make sure you don't have to come back for this, you know. And uh, most of the times I'm like, I look at some of the stuff that they buy from stores and it's just like. They they just they just spot welded this. It's going to fall apart. So I just do a full weld on it and make sure it works. Right. So you know I trust myself to do their job, but I also trust myself to do it well and, and make sure that you know if this is fixed by me, then it's going to stay fixed. You know. What do you think so, drives you to have that? Uh, 
the old way America used to build things, mm. you know, because I, I look at a lot of stuff from, you know, documentaries. I love old machinery. I love old antiques. And the way they used to build things used to be fan, you know, it's just, it was built to last. Not like this is built to be like, oh, you have to get a new iPhone every two years, you know, to stay up or else we're going to screw you, you know, so. You know, that planned obsolescence crap that they built into a bunch of stuff and made in America now. It's just like, I don't buy into it. I was like, I'd rather have somebody buy something once than have to keep buying it over and over again. Because I don't like having to buy things over and over again when they break. It's like, you know, it's like, nah, dude. Uh, uh. And I'm a really bad, I'm a really bad consumer because I make everything. Really? really yeah, it's like, you know, if I if I need a, a phone holder or something like that, I'll build a phone holder. If I need lamps, Amazing. this lamp back here. I mean, it's like, hey, I need a lamp for, for my, you know, my desk at work. Make a lamp. More fun to do it that way. And you get, you make sure you, you built it right, you know. And I've had these lamps. I've had stuff in here for like over 15 years, you know, and nothing has happened to them. Whereas if you go to like, you know, some store, you buy it and it's like some plastic piece of crap that burns out what's the use of that you know it's like what's the point you know so yeah what art do you not engage in that's a great question i know because i'm like okay so lamps iron painting i'm like oh podcasting at one point i'm just like all your conversations yeah, i'm like it, yeah my girlfriend said i was uh, creatively add so i was like yeah you got i point. love that she was, like, she was like are you going to finish it i was like yeah i finished stuff Cause you know she'll be like, "Oh, you came up with this project. What happened to that?" I'm like, "Yeah, I kind of put that down for this other thing. You know, I finished the other thing." So, but yeah, it's it's you know, I, life is too short to just piddle around and do one thing, and so I just I just enjoy doing different things, you know. And I think it came down to years ago, like when I was a lot younger. I was like, I looked at things that other people were doing. It's like, wow, that's fantastic. Why not me? You know, and that that why not me has stuck with me the entire my entire life. And it's like I could do that. Why why can't I do that? Yes. You know. So it's it's you have to get to a point where you're like I need to give it a shot because it might be a complete failure, but it may be a complete success. I never know until I try. You know, I don't want to live with that question of oh, could I build a lamp? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You could build a lamp and you could build a hundred more and have a good time doing it, you know? So that's what it comes down to. It's just, why not me? Those, those three words. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I try to tune in when I get jealous of other people around me and try to say like, what is it that they have that I'm like valuing that I think I can't have, right? Like maybe they play an instrument I want to learn how to play and like secretly I'm a little jealous. Mm -hmm. It's like, where am I thinking that I couldn't also be that person or someone's fashion sense, you know, like we can always be evolving into whatever, you know, values, things that we want, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of got to put, put the time in. I mean, I I have a bunch of guitars sitting around the house. I don't know how to play chords, but the mere fact that I, I pick up one, you know, I picked it up and, I play my favorite music every time I play. And it's just like, I'm just playing stuff that I created. Yeah. Amazing. It's like, you know, you know, I'm not ready to go on stage and and do all these things, but it's still good enough for me because I don't, I don't want to be a musician. 
but sometimes I don't want to paint. Sometimes I don't want to weld. Sometimes I don't want to woodwork, but I want to be creative. So I'll just pick up the guitar and just play some of the stuff I've been playing for years. Mm. You know? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, why, why, why not treat yourself a little bit? And, and, oh, I have a piano in my workshop. Yeah. Out of tune. Some of the keys stick, but I've always wanted a piano. And I got a, uh, one of the other artists in the workshop, you know, to pull it down from the end of the hallway down into my workshop. And sometimes I'll just sit after work, not wanting to go home, just sit there and just, just mm. play, you know. I think I wonder if it comes from this fear of perfectionism, you know, like if you study one art, you get really good at that one art. Kind of like you were saying before with the guitar, you you know, can't play a chord or, you know, can't play a song, mm-hmm. whatever you said. Um, but not needing yourself to be perfect in that to engage in it, right? I think a lot of people get kind of yeah. stuck there where they're like, if I can't play a song, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. Oh, I'm not very good at it. So I don't want to, you know, it's like, I'm not very good at it, but I have fun doing it when I do it. You know, it's like, I'm not trying to be a recording artist. <laughs> you know, I got enough on my plate, you know, I don't want to go touring or nothing, but at the same time, I do want to pluck around sometimes, and it's just it's that cathartic thing. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be anything; just just, just that getting that noise out a little bit. And I think it is a fear of of oh, if I can't do it well, I don't want to do it. There's no excuse. There's no excuse not to do it. You know. Mm. So. Yeah. A little bit meta question: What do you think it means to be an artist, or for you, how do you identify as an artist? I think that word is very loaded and can mean a lot of different things to people. Yeah, it's starting to starting to bug me a little bit. They're like, oh, you know, they talk about artists and everything, and they like mean musicians or they mean uh, singers or something like that. I'm like, I don't know, I don't. That kind of bugs me because I think it's primarily because using the term as artist to describe musicians or singers or entertainers. It's kind of sucking the air out of the room for people who do art, who paint, who sculpt, who 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 have another form of of you know expression, because our society doesn't respect that nearly as much as you know maybe Justin Bieber or somebody like that who's making money for the entertainment industry, and now you know they're the artists and stuff like that. And yeah, sure, they write some you know some of these cats write some pretty good songs, but some of them write some bullshit songs, but they're also called an artist i'm like okay that's that's fine but you know what about artists who actually put something down that you could see and sink yourself into and and kind of walk around and 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 kind of that kind of thing so it's like i i kind of feel like uh the 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 term artist has gotten a little watered down for me i'm you know i may be wrong but that's just how that's just where i am but for me an artist would be someone who who isn't afraid to express themselves and put themselves out there for other people to see. I mean, I mean, I could put this up somewhere, which I've had, you know, and have people look at it and me not even know people are looking at it. And some people might hate it. Some people might like it, but I want them to feel something when they look at it, you know? And so for, uh, for me, I think an artist is somebody who tries to actively tries to evoke feelings from someone else by displaying something, whether it's something beautiful, something ugly, something that that makes people think, or something political, or even like you know a little bit violent, a little bit scary, you know. So you know if if 
you know, the artist is someone who could pull all those things out of somebody else, then I think that's a successful artist, whether they show at the the Hirschhorn or not, you know, or the coffee shop down the street. You know? Right, right. So... Yeah, I love that definition. I feel like it encompasses much more than what, you know, exactly entertainers frequently is what we're thinking of for artists. And I think your definition mm -hmm. is much more expansive and even like someone who's a writer, you know, all these different things yeah. I would say are all different forms of artist work. You know, I think a lot of people probably yeah. that even engage in these things don't identify as artists, but really should, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, not, not let corporate society dictate who's an artist and who isn't, you know? So, I mean, cause it's too, it's, it's too much. And that's why I'm like, you know, I, I was like, you know what? I don't need to do a CV. I don't need, I don't need the gallery system. You know, they might not even want me anyway. I don't give a shit. I'm going to keep painting. I'm going to keep doing my art, you know, and, 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 you know, if I die with all my paintings in my house, that's okay. If I have to take some paintings and burn some up because I need to make space for new paintings, then I will. You know, so it's just like I'm, I I found my way of thinking about, you know, okay, it's not that important for me to be a world famous artist. I'm happy where I am and I have something that's my own. I love Because I got people, people would look at Cityscapes of Noir and I would get like, I would get like, Facebook messages being like, I saw this and thought of you. And it'll be something completely different, like a photograph of somebody down in the street. You know, it, it, I get that like all the time. It's like, that's what I want. I want people to see something and have that remind them of what I do out of the context of, hey, that's Ramsey's work, you know, out of the context of, 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 you know, it being actually my work. They see that work and be like, hey, shit, that's Ramsey's work right there. But it's not mine. It's somebody else's. It's like it's moving throughout the universe, I guess, a little bit, you know? Yeah. So. It sounds like you found a lot of value in the importance of your work within the community and other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how yeah, it resonates. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. I do enjoy that. And with the my found punk stuff, which is steampunk. People are constantly sending me like steampunk work from around the world and, and everything. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. That's cool. And they're like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do that. But that's cool. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Just yeah. to know that you're inspiring, you know, thoughts, ideas in other people. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think I think that's great. I, it, it, You know, that's pretty much all I could, I could be like, okay, this, this is all the fame I, I need. You know, for people to actually see that and like, hey, that's Ramsey's work. You know, that looks like Ramsey. Exactly. I know there's some famous quote where it's like, if you've changed one life for the better, you've lived a life worth living. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel it feels good to be that way, you know. Mm. So, and I, you know, I, my one of my rules is never be a negative influence on anybody. And so I'm trying to, you know, I live my life with trying to inspire people to do other things, you know, if I inspired somebody to be a, a painter and they go on to like show in Paris and stuff like that, that's dude, that's awesome. I'm glad I, I, I can get you to that place by giving you some, some kind of words and showing you, you know, what's important, you know, but yeah, I just, I just try to try to encourage other people to do what they do. You know, if you could go back to 2016 and tell yourself anything, that moment when you were <laughs> let go. Yeah, what would you say? If I can go back, I'd be like, dude, do that shit. 
do it. No more graphic design. Do it. You know, because it's. It, I mean, like I like I said, it's been, it's been kind of some ups and downs and some really down downs. But you know, the universe has got me. I've seen that over and over again. I've seen when you know I've had like art sales where nobody showed up, and I got like into this. What if I? What if I? What have I done? Is this going to work? And it got me doubting myself like big time. And then the next day, somebody calls me and bought a $600 painting. Mm. So I'm like the universe. The, if you put it out in the universe, the universe totally listens. It, it, oh my God, it's so good. It totally listens. It's so good. It's, you know, so many instances where that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. There's, there's nothing you, you know, and I know people pray to their deities and stuff like that, but that's not for me. For me, it's like trusting the universe to to lead you. You put good energy out there, good energy comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And I think part of that trust is the surrender of control, right? Because mm-hmm. like when you were feeling that way, you could have, you know, say I'm done with art in that exact moment and tried to take control back into the situation versus like sitting yeah. back and waiting for you know, the universe mm-hmm. to come in a little bit and show you that. Yeah, just you have to follow the signs. I mean, you know, there's there's been many a times where that's just been like the case where I'm like, okay, I need this. And then proceed to work and then it shows up. You know, then something, just something changes. Be like, that's exactly what I need right now. Like, for instance, boom. Uh, I used to, when I first started out, I started out over here at the house with my workshop outside. Well, when you're welding and stuff like that, you got big projects, you have to weld outside because my workshop is too too small to weld inside. So I, on days where it was raining, I couldn't work. On, on days when it was snowing, I'd have to go out there and shovel off the snow yeah. so I could work outside. Big projects, I had to build them, take them down, put them in the workshop and stuff. So it became a real headache when I started realizing that this is the direction I was going. Yeah, and so I was like, "Man, I need to get an inside shop." Before I even knew what was going to happen next, well, what happened next was I get a big contract, I get enough money in the bank, and I'm like, "Well, let me see if I can find a, a workshop." And I contact the guy that was had a workshop for on Craigslist. He was like, "Yo, we don't let welding on down here, but I do have a shop where you can weld inside." I say, like, "Okay." So I put that money that I, I had made and invested that into my workshop that I have now. And now I'm welding inside 24 hours and it's in badass. And I love the fact that the universe was like, dude, tell me what you need. Work towards it. It'll show up. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's such a great example. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's one of many things that has happened. Yeah, no, I think it's it's so great that to learn to trust the universe doesn't mean that you don't take any action. There are still intentional actions that need to be done. It's it's that delicate balance of a little bit of surrender with intention as you mm-hmm. move through it. That's yeah, because you you can't just like, oh, I need I need this, and then sit back and wait for it to happen to you. That's not that's not what's going to happen. That's not what's working. So you have to put in the energy to it, you know. Do you feel like you have anything else you really want to throw in that maybe we didn't touch on? Otherwise, I have a closing question. Oh, no, I think we touched on a lot. Yeah, we did. We did. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, then one of the questions I ask everyone on the podcast is, what is one thing that you wish other people knew was more normal? 
What's the one thing I wish other people knew was more normal? Yeah. For kindness, man. Kindness. Kindness. Oh, especially in today's world, man, you'll watch look on you know, watch things on Facebook and on on TV and stuff like that. It's just like the world is so wicked and mean. But you get out there and you actually be around people and you talk to people and you realize yeah, it's not that bad out here. It's not. It's just not that bad out here. I mean, in some places, it's just like, yeah, you you, you want to be, you know, kind of like protected. You want to be, you know, kind of cautious. You want, especially, you know, me being a black man in America. Holy shit! Of course, you know, I got to be cautious all the time, which is like becomes a headache. But, but for the most part, you know, I'll, I'll go to some places and I'll just be. I just come and walk in and be like, hey, you know, good morning. How y'all doing? And then get the good morning back. And the next thing you know, we're in these little conversations. And, you know, it just, it takes kindness. It takes some patience. And it's like, sometimes you're just like, you know what? I'm going to make an impression on these people. And they're going to like me before I leave. And sometimes, it, it, you know, sometimes I'm, that's what I'm about. And sometimes it's just like, you know, I'm just going in, coming out. It doesn't matter to me. But yeah, kindness is is something that that people need to know is more normal than than wick than wickedness. I mean, wickedness is pretty prevalent now. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, I'm not sitting here with my head in the clouds, but you know, kindness is still out there, and people people still care, and people still want to care. So, mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's spot on. I I think that frequently media is not showing us that, obviously, because, you know, they're going to capitalize off of our fear responses, which are going to be much higher when you show all the negative things of the human Mm -hmm. existence. And I love how you talked about, yeah, it's not keeping our heads up in the clouds, but still understanding that at its core, most humans are kind and want to engage in kindness and community. We are Mm -hmm. such social creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. It's like I don't I don't want it to fucking bleed no more, man. I'm tired of the blood. So mm. yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Sometimes people uh, it, it sometimes people take it or I guess this might be the first positive one. You know, I've had um play, I guess, is like a a something someone wanted to normalize, like more people engaging in play and creative expression. But for the most part, they're all very much like imposter syndrome, severe anxiety, doubt. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're one of the first guests yeah. to give like an actual positive. I'm like, hell yeah, this is good. <laughs> I needed this. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad I could yeah. help you out with that. Yeah, it was so great to That's have great. you. Do you want to plug? Oh, thanks. Yeah, where people can find your work? Uh, they could find me on. Instagram, I'm found punk RVA. Um, you know, this, that's where I post most of my, my creative stuff, my journey, my failures, my cats, you know, so I post stuff on there. Um, you can find me also on bike Monday bros, which is a, a, a bike group that I created that what well, I didn't, I didn't create it. It just kind of happened organically. And, um, so the bike Monday bros, and uh, that's a bike group that we just meet up on Monday afternoons, Monday at five five thirty, and invite anybody who wants to ride with us. Just 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 show what a bike. And we've had we've had kids, we've had dogs, and it's not you know because if you see most bike groups in town, 
you know, they're either like a bunch of white guys, white folks, black folks, you know, just everybody kind of doing their own thing in their own groups, you know, but we're just like, not everybody show up, please. We want, we want everybody. It's like, so we get a, a, a mixed bag of people that show up and we have a great time. We talk, we meet each other, meet new people. And that's what I've always wanted to be part of a group that was just so inclusive and, and friendly and, and kind. So we could just all just, you know, people just strangers just hanging out, having a good time riding bikes. You know, so it's, 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 it's fun. It's, it's awesome. So, you know, and then there's RamseyArtworks.com, which I, you know, is my website. And, um, yeah, Ramsey Artworks on Facebook. Great. Awesome. Yeah. I'll put all of them below it. Yeah. It sounds like community is a very important value for you. I keep hearing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. For a guy that spends a lot of his time by himself. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, needed. Well, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed today's conversation, then subscribe for new episodes released every Wednesday. And follow us on Instagram at Modern Anarchy Podcast, where we open up a dialogue about all of these topics. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. And a special thanks to one of my favorite artists, Your Smith, for the intro and outro song to this show.